0: So I was trying to figure out what to do for a cold open today, and then something dropped on my um, lawn. Maybe dropped on my TVs. I there was some news at eleven twenty five a.m. on CNN. I'm, I'm not sure what news I heard, but I heard some news about. Oh yeah, Biden Harris won, <laughs> and we're we here at the podcast are breathing a sigh of relief i've been stressed all week i've been off twitter and i hate being off twitter because i love twitter even though it's a hell site we finally did it it's a very big step but we did it cheeto is gone and we will never have to speak of him again and guess what everybody i got a guess you want to say hi hello (laughs) let's start this show Hell yeah I love movies, and you should too. Tonight, a podcast about a classic film. But first, I have a special guest another one yeah back-to-back weeks this is getting really good the show's getting bigger y'all so i have the editor at large of talk film society and the co-host of monsters Die podcast which is a really cool podcast along with mine so after you listen to us go listen to that one and then you would be a super awesome listener i've got the real matt c how you doing
1: i am doing quite well it's been a lovely day in this country that i live in finally got something right <laughs>
0: Yeah, it took us four years, but we finally got something right.
1: Uh, empathy wins, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice to have some of the human emotions.
0: I, I'm looking forward to it. I am very looking forward to the next four years because it's going to be a positive. No, maybe we can get back to being, you know, a decent country.
1: Yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I mean, it's been it's been a while. It's been four yeah. years.
0: Who would have thought we'd go through four years of just bananas, and then finally- Four years of nightmare (laughs) terrible. I couldn't have said it better. I really couldn't have. (laughs) We'll jump off the politics for a little bit. We'll probably come back to it, because tonight we are covering a movie about cops, criminals, dirty cops, Los Angeles- Paparazzi. Time Hollywood, paparazzi Hollywood, and a douchebag we're, we're going to have to mention. But tonight, we're covering LA Confidential.
1: Woo! They were three cops who had nothing in common. Phrase, Big V, what are you doing here? Hey, you know me, I'm keeping the streets safe, boys. One would do anything to get ahead. you truly prepared to be despised within a department? Yes, sir, I am. One had his own brand of justice. How's it going to look in your report? It'll look like justice. That's what the man got. And one loved the spotlight. What exactly do you do on the show, Jack? I teach Brett Chase how to walk and talk like a cop. The Owl Massacre. This is a heinous crime that requires swift resolution. Six victims. One of them, one of our own. Interrogations will be led by Lieutenant Edmund Exley. I need some backup. Come on. All right, Thomas boy, I'll help. Now, all of them are faced with solving one case. Don't move! I want confessions, Edmund. Oh, I'll break them, sir. These people are all in the morgue. And someone has to pay for it. There's something wrong with the night Owl. I just can't prove it. They thought they had it all figured out. Anything bothering you about the night Owl case? The fact that you guys won't let it get filed away. I didn't kill nobody! But what started as a murder... You talk only to me on this one. ...became a mystery could cost them everything why was susan lefferts the night owl
0: i don't know i never heard of the night owl till today
1: how about some payback big time we need evidence i'll get the evidence it was an information exchange Did you have any proof the proof had his throat slit
0: what do you want actually i just want to solve this thing even if it means paying the consequences
1: Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, James Cromwell, Kim Basinger, Danny DeVito. L.A. Confidential.
0: So, I don't know this, but this
1: is a good movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is not just a good movie. This is a great movie. It's one of the greats. It really is. It's one of those 90s films that you forgets a 90s film and then mm-hmm. you realize that this came out like near the tail end of the 90s of uh, yeah. September 19th of 1997
1: and you're just like, oh yeah,
0: there was this, but it was yes. overshadowed. Mm-hmm. It was overshadowed by something else.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: a big movie on a boat <laughs> by used to be one of my favorite directors. He hasn't made much sense then, but he's still good. He
1: We'll talk talk about him later on in the episode, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, probably. So my question to you, just right out of the gate, is when was the first time you saw this?
1: Uh, I did not see this in theaters, but I vividly remember my mom coming home from Blockbuster with the VHS one day, right when it came out and said, we should watch this. And the whole family sat down and watched it. Pretty sure my brother passed out. I was riveted the entire time even though a lot of it went over my head. I was pretty young at the time. I was only about 12, 13. I really dug it. I, I liked this movie then. I've revisited it a few times since, and I love it even more now. It's one of my favorite movies.
0: I wasn't young. I was a little older when I first saw it. Uh, 97, I was 15, 16, okay. something like that. So we're um, close
1: enough in each, you and I. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah,
0: we're close enough. And I also saw it. I had the ability to like, I had a Hollywood video near my house. Nice. So, and I had my own car. That's how I know I, I've seen this because of movies are really close to me just because I got to go out, drive, and rent them myself yeah. without having parents there. So this is one movie that I remember renting. I don't even know why I rented it. I just did. And it blew me away to the fact that I had to... Rewatch it again. I think it was one of the first like DVDs I ever rented. Wow, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> this,
1: this is one of the old. This, oh, this is one of those snap cases, yeah. This the yeah. The, the snapper case, yeah. This, yeah, that the one, that.
0: yeah, the Warner Brothers paper cases. I had a ton of those. Oh, movies. me too, me too. Like the Art of War, the corrupter they all Matrix. came in. All those Warner Brothers movies came in that like paper snap case. Oh, awful, Oof. yeah. Thank God for Steelbooks.
1: I guess I have a I have a hot take on steelbooks, but we'll move past that for now. It's fine.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll have to get through that because I love steelbooks. I don't like oh, them. <laughs> oh man! Oh, this this is gonna be a hot take. This is gonna I'll be only crazy. buy steelbooks if it's all that I can
1: find. Okay,
0: right. I, am not, oh.
1: I don't want them. They're weird. I'm a <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, fine.
0: That's
1: fine.
0: I I used to be. I still have regular DVDs and like the paper slip cover that comes over the plastic mm-hmm. one. I really like steelbooks. So if I can find it in a steelbook, I, I get buy that. it.
1: I get it. Yeah. I just don't support it. It's fine. But today's yeah. a good day. We're here for you today. So.
0: Yeah, we're here for a movie and not steelbook. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I support your choice <laughs> of steelbooks. How about that?
0: <laughs> so if you haven't seen the movie was directed by uh, Curtis Hansen, rest in peace. If you know that name, then you know, He's done multi, not big movies, but they were they were big at the time. Um, yeah. You know, I think the first one I ever saw from him was The Hand That Rocked the Cradle. And I was too young to be even watching that movie. And I didn't yeah. know about direction. But after that, I, he's directed Wonder Boys and he directed Eight Mile. And I, being a fan of Eminem, I went to see Eight Mile all the time. And so I was pretty happy to see the connection about it. And this was also written uh, by Hanson himself and uh, Brian Helgeland, I think it is.
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: I never know how to say his last name. You know him from, he's written 42, Green Zone, Man on Fire, Mystic River, The Paper uh, Mel Gibson, Assassins, Richard Donner's Assassins with Professor Stallone, Julianne Moore, and Antonio Bennington another great film and also he has writing a contribution on Nightmare on Tree.
1: yes the dream master
0: which does not get enough credit i think nope. it's a good movie
1: it's got the scariest freddy kill for me and uh still gives me nightmares when the girl turns into the bug no thanks
0: oh yeah hard yeah i am a hundred percent with you on that really? So as I said this is going to be our noir film we're doing noir this noir this month. We're going to be doing another few noir films. So and this is a big one coming in the 90s. I would classify this as noon uh like neo noir. Yeah,
1: I would say but noir, yeah.
0: It would fit if it came out in like the era f- of the, f- the 50s. Like 50s with noir films. It would sit perfectly there.
1: Keanu Morgan would have a deluxe edition of this right now if it came out in the 50s. <laughs>
0: I would love like a good deluxe version of this because I feel like it deserves a classy. It, it deserves update. a nice
1: big set, and that's not to take anything away from its current release, which is a stacked Blu-ray with a bunch of bonus features.
0: See, I don't have the Blu-ray; I had to stream it. Um, okay,
1: the Blu-ray has like a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes interviews. Uh, it even has like the pilot episode of LA Confidential, the series that never okay. went anywhere.
0: I was really, when I was doing research, I was shocked to hear about there was plans on a second one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm really upset about that because it looks like those plans aren't gonna happen. Yeah. Um supposed to be Puglin was gonna try and bring back Guy Pierce and Russell Crowe, and then they were gonna add in Chadwick Boseman yeah. would have been fantastic. Oh, wonderful. Oh my god, just to think of like a cop crime war film with Chadwick <laughs> and them two. Oh my god. Rest in peace, Chadwick. We love you so much. Now that we've gushed about, you know, releases and stuff like that, outside of your initial feel, re Visiting this film, what did you
1: think? It, it flows so well. It's like a well oiled machine of a detective movie. Uh, it doesn't hold your hand, which I love. All of the performances in this are really some of the best of everyone's respective careers. I mean, this is probably my favorite James Cromwell performance. He plays that slimy authority just so damn well. And you can really tell he's acting his ass off because in real life, He's a wonderful person. Like, he like, if you see him talk in real life, it's like, oh, you are the nicest guy. You really are Farmer Hoggett from Babe. You we weren't acting in Babe. You we are acting in this. I love him. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, it's it's a well-oiled machine filled with, like, some of the best character actors just knocking it out of the park left and right. Hanson really has a handle uh, on this material. It's one of the greats. It's, it's one of, like, the best detective movies of the last 30 years or so.
0: I couldn't agree more. Like, this hard-boiled Noel Thrower is so... And it's got such great performances, but it also... It's a film that you can watch and you realize that you're not smarter than the film. And Mm -hmm. I think that's when love it they spell everything out for you you don't need it in this film you want to read. this is the type of film where you want to watch and react when the character's are reacting and exactly. when they figure something out you want to figure something out prime example we're going to spoil the film so i'm just going to let you know right now we're spoiling this film but this film came out in 1999 so if you haven't seen it stop the podcast go watch it because it's fantastic and then us. Roland telemasi mm-hmm. i forgot about that Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. And when that moment happened, <laughs> everything clicked in my head. And I'm like, oh, oh
1: shit. shit. Do you remember Buzz Meeks? He? A disgrace is a police officer. Straight D fitness reports from every CEO he ever served under. What about him? Twelve years ago, he was
0: on a vice rouse with Dick Stensland. They questioned Pierce Patchett about a a blackmail
1: scam. Patchett had Sid Hudgens photographing prominent businessmen with hookers. <laughs> Anyway, charges were dropped. Insufficient evidence. You were the supervising officer on that case and I was wondering if you remember anything about it. What's this all about, Boyle? Part of it has to do with the murder. I've been working with Ed Exley on it. You're a narco, Jack. Not homicide. Since when do you work with Edmund Exley? Well, it's a private investigation. Huh? I messed something up. I'm trying to make amends. Don't start trying to do the right thing,
0: boyo. You haven't had the practice. It's good. I was like, holy shit, that's it. It just blew me away, like, how good the script is, how yeah. they pieced everything together, and it just, nothing feels like it's wasted. Every yeah. single moment, every single frame feels like it was used to the best of its ability. Yep. And, and it doesn't cheat. Um,
1: just tells its the story. There's no, like, loop that it has to go through. You, you get a solid... Detective story,
0: and everyone's story gets starts at a place and gets wrapped up at a place. Everyone has great arcs.
1: Like, Ah, yeah, movie. and you ne- you
0: never feel like you're missing something. You never ugh. feel like something there are loose ends. No, everything is tied up by the end by the end shootout of this movie, basically, and that like end interrogation, everything is.
1: Which is everything. a crazy shootout. That's an amazing. We'll, we'll get to it, but like. I love the finale of this movie.
0: For some reason, I have seen this movie enough, but I haven't seen it so for so long. It yeah. has been at least five to seven years okay. since right. in this movie. So this was a good rewatch for me. And got to hear it was about a year for me. I didn't remember how much gunfire was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, there's so much gunfire in a lot this of movie. Shot LA, it's the fifties, everybody's got a shotgun. I'm surprised they didn't go the uh gangster squad route and we didn't get a like a, th- oh, a Thompson anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy Gangster Squad. They hate hate me if you want it. I, I haven't I, seen
1: it. I have not seen it.
0: It's Ruben Fleischer, so you know Venom, Zombie both of the Zombie Land movies. It's oh boy. Sean Penn is the gangster, and then he's, he's Mickey, Mickey Cohen, H- right? He's okay. Mickey okay. Cohen. I okay. I like how in LA Confidential
1: they only reference Mickey Cohen. The
0: actor who plays Mickey is such a good actor, too, of oh, Paul Guilfoy. Okay. He's on a CSI. He was on regular yes. CSI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I know him from... He's in spotlight.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, he is. Such a good actor, and he's barely in the movie. He's at uh-huh. the beginning, and then that's it. Because, I mean, you've got, like, murderous row of, of yeah. actors and actresses in this film. Gangster Squad is basically Sean Penn is Mickey, and he's being chased down by Josh Brolin, Ryan Gosling
1: has I've always wanted to see it.
0: It's a goofy, fun movie. I'm just going to say that. All I right. think it's goofy and fun. It's not great, but it's goofy. All oh, right. okay. Yeah. Speaking of the cast, I mean, we got to go over the cast of this film. Can we? I have my notes. I have the first one. We'll, we'll get the trash fire out of the way so we can get to the good stuff, even though he's really, really good in this movie.
1: He's
0: a horrible human being, and that is Kevin Spacey as Jack.
1: Yes. Okay. I think this is his best performance because he is acting. Most times he's in a movie, he's playing a real piece of shit. Like a real, real turd. And so he's not really reaching for anything. In this, he actually has to like reach down and have like an emotional arc where he becomes a good person. That takes acting skill. But he's a massive garbage fire of a human being.
0: 100% garbage fire of a human being. I would have to agree that I think this is probably his best role. I really think most movies I can think of like, I'm thinking Seven, Usual Suspects.
1: I haven't his seen any Real Suspects. But, I mean, he's playing a a, a sociopath in seven, so he's not really reaching for anything in that either.
0: No, and I... I, 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 And I I still
1: think his best performance is all the money in the world, because the the makeup job they did on him to make him look like Christopher Plummer is just astounding. Good for them.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Ridley Scott, for that one. Bless you, Ridley. (laughs) This is his best role. He he does have that arc, and you can tell he's acting. The moment I felt it for me is when uh, Simon Baker's character... The wannabe actor, maybe in the closet. The mentalist. Yes, yeah, the Mentalist. When he when yes. he gets killed, <laughs> at the moment, I'm like, Kevin Spacey's actually going to have an emotional arc, and he exactly. did. Exactly. Yep. And then his death is basically comes out of nowhere. There, there is it. no way in the world, and it works. It works so well too because it his death basically incites our two other lead actors to find out what the hell is going yeah, on. Yeah, and
1: actually team up.
0: Yeah, and actually after they beat the crap out of each other. Yeah.
1: But I do got to say, I mean, I hate, you know, Kevin Spacey, but I like his back and forth with Danny DeVito.
0: Yeah, I think they're good. I also like when he's on screen with Guy Pearce. I think their chemistry is very good, too, because they're completely polar opposites. Guy Pearce is Mm. uh, Ed Exley in this, Lieutenant Detective Ed Exley. And he's like the bright young cop who's been on the desk for a while and then finally makes rats out his other cops and finally makes it up in the world. Jack is the Hollywood, he's the prince christine yeah. like, you know, he'll only make a bust if it's like gonna get him more clout where actually is the buy the books i'm gonna mm-hmm. do this right way because my dad got killed horribly and i want to make this city I make right. yeah. he's the Biden
1: kind mm-hmm. of <laughs> yes i had not I mentioned it I, I like that callback that's good <laughs> I um, he's in this. I and mean, Guy Pearce is also very good here.
0: So this might be my favorite performance of him, but it's not my favorite movie that he's in. Okay. And it's a bad thing. My favorite movie that Guy Pearce is in it's is the time a really, machine. really bad movie.
1: Is it The Time Machine?
0: It's not The Time Machine.
1: Because that movie is fun.
0: I haven't seen it in a while, so I have to go back. I have it's to give fun. it a reason. I trust you and your opinion, so I'll definitely have to go back to it. I've only it's seen it It's fine. It's <laughs> fun. Oh, no. My favorite Guy Pierce movie, I am so sad to admit this, but this is my podcast, so I don't care. It's Lockout.
1: I have not seen that, but I know that it got steered by John Carpenter.
0: Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. Isn't it based? it's a
1: Escape from New York in Space,
0: right? It's basically Escape from New York meets Die Hard in Space.
1: Okay, cool. I'll check it out. You're like the second person I know that has uh, recommended that, so. It's so much fun. And he's really good! I haven't seen a lot of Guy Pearce, but I've liked when I've I've seen him.
0: I've seen probably enough to give his biography. Like, I know he's a good actor. I've seen enough and- Like, I love him him here.
1: Uh, I love him here. I love him him in uh, Ridley Scott's Prometheus movies. I think he's he's good there. Yeah, I like him in The Rover a lot. I think he's very good in The Rover, playing like uh, road playing road. like a Mad Max-type character. Like, Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah. Everyone should see The Rover.
0: Uh, another m- movie he's great in, Ravenous.
1: I need to see that. I need to see that. I haven't seen Memento. You haven't,
0: you haven't no. seen Memento? No. No. Good, because I don't want to talk about Memento. Good,
1: because I've been avoiding it out of spite for like 25 years.
0: Keep avoiding it.
1: Everyone says, you need to watch it. You got to watch it. And every time they say that, I say, you just tacked on another year of you not seeing this movie. It's a you.
0: You do not... <laughs> You do not have to watch Memento. You really, really don't.
1: Still the only one I haven't seen, which is uh little... No, wait, I haven't seen Tenet, but that never came out, did it?
0: December, I think we just got a release date for it. think okay. It's on Blu-ray in December, so... Movie theaters. We'll LOL. Be- <laughs> not going to a theater to see Tenet. Nice try, Chris. Thank <laughs> you, Chris, but not that much. Yeah, oh, sorry, man. Yeah. And then the third main cop in the film is Russell Yes. Chris.
1: Maximus Max Russell himself.
0: Crowley. This is right before Gladiator's 99, I believe.
1: Uh, Gladiator was 2000. Right
0: before Gladiator, right after the first thing I ever saw him in was Virtuosity. This is, I,
1: this is the movie, I think, that got him uh, the insider.
0: Oh, He's okay, man. that's a fantastic Yeah,
1: man. It's my favorite man.
0: Oh, oh okay. Mm, I, think that? I think it's, it's not my favorite man. But I think it's a very, very good film, Ooh, cool. and my my favorite Michael Mann. Wow, that would that's a that's a question, good question I get to. It's a good Actually, question. There's a few that are there in there because I just saw one I hadn't seen before. I just saw Thief.
1: Ooh, whole Thief. Oh, you mean Thief, the movie where he telegraphs his entire career in his debut? It's like this yeah. is what I'm gonna be doing for the next forty years? Oh, okay, that Thief. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, <I'm> so good, <laughs> <glad>. good <laughs> movie. It uh, really is. The Russell Crow. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes, Russell Crowe, right after Virtuosity, uh, his butt is like the typical angry cop, but the angry cop with, like, he's got a really good evolution. Mm
1: -hmm. He has a terrific arc where, like, at first you're like, oh, who is, what's this douche doing? And then he falls in love.
0: (laughs) And that changes everything. And even that spurns him to be a better cop, because he's not a dirty cop, he's just the the cop that wants results. He's just bumbling around. yeah, and he'll do. It. He won't think about it. He'll just—he's the action you know cop right? where people think about what he's doing before he does it. Where Russell Crowe will just strike, yep. and that's why the three of them—Spacey, Crowe, and Pierce—make a great trio of actors that take- to, to this movie. The yeah, film, they're all different types of characters. They're all different types of cops, and they all have different ways that they go through the film, and it's—it's it's just so satisfying. I think we got an Oscar winner who won an Oscar for this. Kim Basinger.
1: I adore her. I think... I forgot. I you. think she was really, really good in this movie. And a lot of people discount it because it's not your typical show-off supporting performance that gets nominated and wins Oscars. There's no big, like, explosion, screaming scene. She's very subdued throughout this entire thing. She is doing her career best work. I've always been a fan ever since I was a little kid, uh, Vicki Vale, but... This movie she, she blows me away every time I see this movie, like her character arc is next level. So, you know, she like becomes like she accepts herself and oh man, she is she's tremendous here. Good for her. Good good for Curtis Hansen for casting her and having you know and believing in her and what she can do.
0: There are a few actresses I could think that could probably play this part, but I don't think it would come off so well no, for no. me at least. Also I was a big fan of Vicky Vale. I'm a fan of hers. I think she's fantastic. I saw this in, I saw this movie. I rewatched this Thursday and I'm like, why isn't she in more yeah, stuff? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like she's she's like, really, I really, really, her. really good. I will say it was nice to see her uh, pop up in The Nice Guys again with Russell Crowe.
0: I was so happy the first time I ever saw The Nice Guys and she was in it I'm like, oh, and she's reunited with Russell yeah. Crowe. Oh, that's, yeah. and this movie's Because talks. I had no
1: idea she was gonna be in it. And then I'm sitting in the theater, remember those? And I go, oh, what you do in this? Oh boy. Not convincing her. I don't think she gets nearly enough credit uh, for what she does. So we're cooperating. So cooperate, Miss Bracken. Why was Susan Leffert to the Night Owl?
0: I don't know. I never heard of the Night Owl till today.
1: How did she meet Patchett?
0: Pierce meets people. Sue came on a bus with dreams of Hollywood, and this is how they turned out. Thanks to Pierce, we still get to act a little. Tell me about Pierce.
1: He's waiting for you to mention money.
0: No, she doesn't. And uh, I didn't get to see the nice guys until DVD, but she's great in it, yeah. and she's great in Really, she's one of those actresses that's played just about any part, and I'm really... A
1: she's teenager. a Bond girl. I mean, not, I'm not a great on movie, but she's a pretty good Bond girl.
0: It's a goofy Bond movie. I, I've seen it a billion times. <laughs> I've seen all of oh, Sean's oh yeah I forgot about that I have not recorded an episode since then uh, rest in peace a legend one of the best to ever do with Sean Connery that
1: one hurt yeah I, hurt I want to watch the short, yeah. yep. it's a fun fucking movie
0: I think he's awesome in it I just the rest of the Oh, movie. it's a disaster <laughs> it's a disaster that <laughs> I, I love it, it fails around him but he is so good as Quartermain mm-hmm.
1: in that movie it's goofy. I love it.
0: And then you brought up James Cromwell and I love James Cromwell. I I if James Cromwell is in something I'll check it out. I will be I'll see it. He's now become one of the actors on the podcast that we've covered multiple movies for that's him awesome. because he is the father in Revenge of the Nerds.
1: Yeah, you know, he is. Wow, you're right. God, I have not gotta have seen that in years.
0: Yeah, I covered it early in the podcast. Yeah,
1: Jay Cromwell Rules, he was, uh, like I said before, great here, great in Babe. Yeah. Like, Oscar nominated in Babe, by the way, which is yeah. awesome. He's,
0: yeah, for a, a film of that type to have that type the of like, power
1: movie. The Talking Pig movie. Also up today, for Best too. Picture, Babe. What a wonderful time to be alive that was.
0: Oh, we don't have those times anymore. No. It's sad. I hope we get him back. I hope that the win by Parasite brings us nice back.
1: But yeah, no, Carbwell's great. He's so slimy in this.
0: Oof. He's seedy. He fits in the underbelly. It's it's definitely one of my favorite Cromwell performances. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite would be another bad but fun movie. I think he's fantastic in The General's Daughter.
1: Okay, all right. I have a different favorite Cromwell.
0: What's your favorite Cromwell? Honestly,
1: it's either Babe or when he was in uh, W.
0: Oh, he is very good in
1: that. He's quite good in that. He turns yeah. like what they wrote as like a one-dimensional character into really multifaceted just by his performance alone. I can't
0: say that. Not a great movie,
1: like for me, but a good movie.
0: <laughs> only for me because I've seen The General's Daughter so many times, and like he's just chewing up scenery in that, and he's just on an equal slimy level yeah. in The General's Daughter, but worse.
1: No, yeah. I need to see this movie then. <laughs>
0: It's actually really fun. It's, um, it's Travolta, right? It's a, yeah, right. it's a fun thriller. It, it's literally just a thriller. It's got a few action scenes, but not really. But it's Travolta, Madeline Stowe, oh. Timothy Hutton,
1: from the director, the yeah.
0: <laughs> Yes, Simon All West. And, right. Oh, there's one more. Oh, what is his name? It's going to kill me. He's the lead in Tales from the Hood. Oh, I'm going to shoot myself. I can't remember his name. Is it Clarence Williams? Yes, it's Clarence Williams. And him and James Cromwell are just chewing up scenery, and it's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, Clarence Williams. Uh, yeah. American gangster. Uh,
0: Ridley Scott, I have not seen that I need to oh, see. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, check that out. It's great.
0: And then we've got, let's see who it is. Oh, DeVito. Yes, oh, DeVito.
1: Don't see going to work all- here.
0: Yep, and doing most of the narration until you know he gets killed. Spoiler,
1: <laughs> but, uh, but no, no, he's yes. great here too. I love David Devito in this movie.
0: I forgot how good of an actor he was because I'm so used to seeing him uh, on Sonny.
1: and I mean, also watching him in this, I forgot how short he is. <laughs> I somehow yeah, always oh, yeah. forget how short he is. But I mean, there's a scene where they're about to they're about to bust the Mentalist, and he's like walking across the lawn. I was like, wow, he is a small man. Yeah, good for <laughs> I
0: mean they don't play it as well thank god like yeah. they you know they don't they just make his character his character yeah. and let him act and he's a very good
1: actor yeah he's this little little, he's a great little dirtbag paparazzi like he's, he's great in that in that role
0: i mean he's a total dirtbag but he's not like
1: mean-spirited yeah.
0: like he's got a little like fun fun side to yeah, him yeah. like he brings a little levity to his character yeah, in this film that gets dark really mm-hmm. dark and then I totally forgot about... I'm going to butcher his last name, but it's Davis Strayhorn. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's also great right here. He was, I also forgot he was he in... He plays him. like... He's like a, what is he? I don't even know what he is. They don't really specify. He's not a mob guy. He's more like... He's like a, a, He's kind of like... A, a, he's, like a, a he's like a pimp. Not really. Yeah, he's a male madam. Yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, thank
1: you. He's a, he's a, he's that, a madam.
0: <laughs> he, he gets his women to you know redo their faces like movie stars, and he makes them go out with like senators and police officers yeah. and things like that and then he also makes makes low budget movies yeah. which back then was important. Yeah. And he's really he's good in this good too. So, spoiler. when he shows up I, I'm it's usually a good movie. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that oh it's gonna kind of bug me. The Clooney movie that good luck. I yes. just
1: watched that the other day.
0: That is a great movie mm-hmm. and he is phenomenal in it. And then Ron Rifkin who shows up in They're literally every movie I can I swear I I can't think of it like a, <laughs> a, a late eighties, early nineties, early two thousand movie that Ron Rifkin does not this in, in
1: He's in everything. It's great.
0: Especially if it's one about cops. Yeah. He's in a cop movie with Kevin Spacey, the negotiator. Uh, Kevin Spacey, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, Ron Rifkin. Also another movie, another cop film with a great cast. Yeah, Barnum gets great. I forgot that Matt McCoy is in this really briefly as like the T V
1: movie star. He, like, yeah, yeah. McCoy, he
0: was on TV and he's in uh was it the uh, kind of movies. Yep, police academy So he's a little and, used to uh, a cop. Yeah. That's why he got this movie. <laughs> Probably. He had, he had it written in his contract. If like, there's a cop, I'm going to play a cop within a I'm cop. I'm sure Carter
1: Curtis so, Hanson was like, he played a goofy cop in police academy movies. He could play our goofy TV cop in this. All right.
0: Yeah. And it worked. So he not really. You only have like a handful of scenes. And then Simon Baker, the mentalist, is in the this.
1: I think he's forever the mentalist.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know him as anything else other than the Metalist and this and Land of the Dead. Like, what else is he uh, in?
1: I, <laughs> I could not tell you.
0: This is a movie based off of James Elroy's yeah. books, and it's it's got the same characters. I was when I was doing research, it said the characters are the same, but the plot's a bit it different. Plot's a bit and, different, yeah. I think that what they, Hansen and Helgeland did really well was the book's probably a lot more convoluted. It's a lot more convoluted,
1: and, a lot more dense. I was watching a behind-the-scenes for L.A. Confidential, and what Hanson and Edward both said, they're like, when we read the book, we fell in love with the characters, not the story.
0: So I think that works because they do the characters really well, oh but then they come God. up with their own plot, which is definitely a through-and-through through plot that has like dirty cops.
1: It's got everything, actors, it's not got attacks. everything.
0: What do you want? I want DA Bureau man to tail Dudley Smith and Pierce Patchett 24 hours a day. I want you to get a judge to authorize wiretaps on their home phones. And I want authorization to check their bank records.
1: On what evidence? Call it a hunch. (laughs) Absolutely not. Dudley Smith is a highly decorated member of this police department. I'm not going to smear his and Pierce Patchett's name without without what? Them smearing yours first? What do they have on you, Lowe? Pictures of you and Matt Reynolds with your pants down?
0: You have any proof? The proof had his throat slit. It really, yeah, seriously, if you want a film, if you want a noir film or a neo-noir film that has everything in it, you've got the girls, the guys, Hollywood, CD Underbelly, Dirty Cop, Good Cop, Shootouts, like everything, this is your film. That's why I wanted to cover it because it, I hadn't seen it in footage so long and I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about it. It's
1: always a good time to revisit too. It's yeah, just, it's uh, it really is. I know. I, I know we're just saying this a lot, but it is that good.
0: It really is. This might be one of the best films i got to cover on the show. And really I'm had glad you had me for this episode. Yeah. I'm happy to have you on the episode. Trust me, you were on the high list of people I guessed that I wanted to pick on the show. And I'm glad I picked a movie that we could both just sink our teeth in. So good to be wanted. <laughs> well, good, because you wanted. You're probably going to be wanted back. Just to let you know, because there's a there's a certain movie that we were talking about that I've seen you watch recently, and I can't remember what the name of it is, but I was like, ooh, that's a movie I would love to cover, but I can't remember it.
1: Hmm, let me know.
0: I've been off Twitter for a week because of, you know, Insaneness, but thankfully Insaneness is done wow. now. Wow, so you have not been
1: doing so like I have. <laughs> <laughs> which yep. no, which I, is a I, wonderful sure. word, that I'm so glad that it someone is. invented <laughs>
0: it's been scrolling, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. But now for the next four years and hopefully beyond, we can happy scroll yeah, or, cool. or come up with a new like scroll word, but because yeah. happy scrolls, kinda, I need something more, something more thick. Right? Yeah. Uh, what's really cool about this though, is Helgeland and Hanson both were fans of Elroy's novels and like Helgeland wanted to work on the film, but WB was like working out other screenwriters. Mm-hmm. So he actually went to Hanson and... Hanson's like we both love Elroy. We both love this book. What can we do when they came up with the script? And that's when uh, Warner Brothers hired yeah. him, which is a damn good idea. Because guess what? They won the Oscar. Yep, they won it for
1: best best adapted screenplay. This movie won uh, two Oscars, actually:
0: best adapted screenplay and best supporting actress for Basinger. And it should have won a lot more. Yep. I'm just going to have to say it. I, it was up for nine. I can't remember what else came out with it, but what swept everything, this was the year that Titanic came out. Oh, yes. And if I'm going to pick between L.A. Confidential and Titanic, that's almost as bad to me as the Pulp Fiction for I refuse
1: pick. to pick because I love them both.
0: And that's perfectly fine. I, I'm not hating on Titanic. I've seen it. I love Leo. I love Kate. I love James Cameron. It's a well- put together movie it's not as long as people think it really isn't it like once they get on the it moves, moves. Uh, that was a, a
1: pretty good year for best picture nominees uh you had titanic which won it you had la confidential um you had as good as it gets which is yes. phenomenal You yes. had a yes. full Monty, which i have not seen the movie but i've seen the musical that's yeah the music? it's fun <laughs> it's it's fun and a lot of stripping and uh Google hunting which i have yet to see
0: from monty the movie i'd say it's it's okay it's fun, fun. it's got some fun, fun moments not as much stripping as you would think and yeah. the movie, though. I do like Good Will Hunting, but I mostly like it because of Robin. Yeah. Matt and Ben are good, and I like Matt and Ben separately, but I like Matt and Ben in other yeah. things, not in that. I think that's, that really is, for me, it's Robin. Yeah. And
1: then you have As Good As It Gets, which I love that movie.
0: I've seen it so many times. I can't get enough of that movie. I it's just something about it that if it's on TV, I have oh. to sit and watch at least. Like I have to sit and watch at least some of it, and usually I end up finishing the whole thing. Like it, Jack is so good. It's one of mm-hmm. Jack's best. I'm say I'm saying
1: top three. Oh, Jack's without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I actually three. and I actually rewatched it a few months ago. I had forgotten how damn good Helen Hunt is. In that movie, she's and I remember when she won the Oscar. There was a lot of people going, "Man, she didn't really do much." Did they watch the movie? Because she's phenomenal.
0: I don't think they did because she is fan. She deserved, yeah, she's great, she, um, 100% deserved it. And um, I'm not a big fan of Greg Kinnear, but he's phenomenal. He's also it. very good. Yeah, it's it's really just a really good movie, mm. and in really excellent performances and well deserved Oscar good. I, I'm, I was a fan of her. I used to watch Mad About You. I okay. I love and adore Twister. Like
1: oh my god, Twister! One yes. Of my
0: one of my go-to movies is Twister. Like, I, j- I need it. It's, oh, Twister. Twister wins. F- another movie. We keep talking about movies with great casts, Like, Twister, you got Helen. You got Bill. Rest in peace, Bill. We miss you so much. You uh, also missed is Philip. Philip is in that. He's so much fun in that movie. Food. Um,
1: Food. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, where'd you get all this beef? <laughs> oh, you see my cows out front? <laughs> yeah, floating on cows back. Nice. <laughs> Good lord, I love Twister. Twister, okay, side note. Oh. Twister still has my favorite re, uh, advisory warning for a rating. Uh, if you own it at home, folks, just look at your case. It'll say rating PG-13 for intense depictions of very bad weather. <laughs> Wonderful. Because sometimes the ratings board can have a sense of humor, and they show it with Twister. Now I'm going to have to go check my DVD. It's funny. Oh, my god. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How did we get on Twister? Hell, oh, right, no, so no, We're, no, we're no, talking no, about the Oscars. Talking, yep. yeah, talking about the Oscars, but no, I get, I get it. Like the Juggernaut was Titanic. This was during the time when if there was a Juggernaut movie like that, it would have won. I think I just Titanic didn't. might be the
1: only movie I've ever seen more than four times in the theater.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You a very. Big
1: fan of it. Yeah, yeah, I went a lot. That's, uh, that's It was one of those things where my mom would be bored. She's like, "You want to go see Titanic, again? Yeah, sure." Let's go. Let's do this.
0: It's a good time at the cinema. Yeah. I'm not saying – just, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, it played I forever. It wasn't for a year. And we don't see that anymore. Wow. I mean, now you can't. No one's going to the theater yeah. to do that. Like I said, I'm, I'm not – I think I hate more the hype around it than the actual movie itself. I get I, that. I think that. I get you know, that. I think it was the hype that got me. And I, when I saw it, I didn't get to see it until like after it was out in theaters okay. and like on okay. and DVDs. So I, didn't get to, I wasn't in the theater. I did not sit in the theater to see it. I just saw it later. Yeah, I saw it uh, four
1: times during this initial run. I saw it again a couple of years ago when they put it out in 3D. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: I heard about 3D. Yeah, he loves 3D. He did
1: a phenomenal job with the conversion on that movie. Uh, he's... Pretty much the only director who knows how to do post conversion bleeding and make it look good. Yeah. Most most times it's too dark and it just, you, you can't see anything. Uh, he, he really keeps the brightness of a, of a normal picture and just slows you right into it. I mean, I even saw it when they did uh, Terminator 2 in 3D and was blown away by how damn good it looked. The guy knows his tech.
0: Yes, he does. And that, I'm all in on
1: him, no matter what. I even like Piranha 2. The floating.
0: I still have not seen Piranha 2. It's stupid. I I love it. It's the only one of his films I have not seen.
1: Lance Henderson plays number one good dad. It's awesome.
0: I love Lance Henderson. Lance Henderson. uh, I just came around on, so hate me for this, but I just came around on Pumpkinhead.
1: It's like, quite I, good. I, had not,
0: you know, I had not been a fan even though I loved Stan Winston I had not been a fan of the movie I saw it right before sp- Spooky Season god. started I'm like oh my god this movie's really mm-hmm. good and Lance Hendricks is fantastic I and like that
1: movie because it's so depressing
0: it, <laughs> it is, is it's so, so sad, sad.
1: Uh, I feel so bad for Lance Hendricks in that movie Ugh.
0: I feel terrible for him it's, yeah well you know it,
1: what if you, if you didn't want bad things to happen to you Lance don't go to that crazy witch in the woods Stop it. He wanted revenge. He needed revenge. For revenge. revenge. He lost Dude had a, He could have gotten revenge on his own. He had a flamethrower and a shotgun. He could have gotten revenge on his own.
0: And then he caused. Oh, <laughs> fucking head. Ooh. But yeah, I've come around on that, so I'm a fan of that. Yeah, for Cameron, I've not. The, the only one I haven't seen is Piranha 2. I love The Terminator. I love T2. I love. Actually, there's one movie I need to revisit because I've heard it doesn't hold up well today, and that's true. That's yeah, like. great. I know, I remember loving it's it. Way, it's I remember key,
1: one of my favorite Bond movies.
0: Oh, it's a fantastic Bond movie. Uh, there's so many low key Bond movies yeah. that are great. And that's like. What do you mean, like The Rock?
1: Like
0: <laughs> because a, I'm sorry. The Rock
1: is a Bond the movie.
0: The Rock is the greatest Bond movie that's not a Bond exactly.
1: movie. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's
0: so good. good. Like, he's not playing Bond. Bullshit. Yeah, okay.
1: Even though his character's storyline totally lines up with the timeline when he stopped playing Bond. Okay, sure uh-huh yep sure uh-huh yeah i, I believe you and you're gonna team him up with
0: nicholas cage right before he goes crazy <laughs> give me this film oh, good movie i'm trying to think of my favorite cameron and i know i have one but i can't put my finger on it like for him i've been such a fan since i was a kid because when i was <laughs> high, my parents were early like film my parents showed me films early especially a bunch of films that i shouldn't have seen You too the Terminator, the first Terminator, was one of them. And then I was like, what, nine or ten when Terminator 2 yep. came out. And they actually to see Terminator 2. So my parents are awesome. But it's not... Oh, oh now I remember. I'm dumb. I know what my favorite Cameron is. My favorite Cameron is Aliens.
1: Oh, that's fair. Yeah.
0: And I'm a fan. I'm a big, big fan of The Abyss. Me too. And I'm really upset about Disney. You really think Disney. that they're,
1: they're not going to let Cameron release the thing he's been working on for years?
0: They're not putting out Blu-ray, physical blu rays. Like that, and I'm like, we've been waiting like a decade for the the thing.
1: Here's the thing Cameron's been working on it himself, he's got Disney by the balls. He will force them to release it.
0: I really hope he does. He's he's not gonna be like, oh,
1: you know, this thing that I've wanted to put on disc for years, I'm just gonna go along with what you guys say. No, he's gonna force them to release it.
0: (laughs) I need it because the the version that is on HBO Max right now, or I'm not sure if they update or not, but the version—it's an HD version, but it's they pan and scanned it, mm-hmm. and it looks terrible. And I'm just like, no, I need, I need the director's cut. That's like an hour longer. I need this film in my face. I love this film. I love it so much. I still have the the DVD because I won't get rid of it until I know there's a Blu-ray or something. Uh, yeah,
1: movie. I know. I have it. <laughs>
0: I have it, it's sticky, it's got like the sticker like the original sticker when I bought it it's uh-huh. still on the film on the top I don't care it's the only copy of the director's cut that I have and I'm going to keep it until the end of time because I love that movie so much it's quite good I love Ed Harris when Ed Harris goes like like every man Ed, yeah, nice. Ed, kind of Ed, uh, Ed Harris I love I love every man Ed Harris The Rock is kind of every man Ed Harris always is every man Ed Harris Apollo 13 is every man Ed Harris I, when he's when he's the every man I'm I'm here for it I'm definitely watching There is something that I was very, very happy about. So, Hanson, to prep the film crew and the cast and stuff, Mm -hmm. we had a he film marathon of like '50s movies, like noir films. Cool. He, he showed Bad and the Beautiful, I believe, is with Kirk Douglas, which I haven't seen, but it's in my list. In a Lonely Place with Bogart, which I just watched this past week, and it's really—I need good. to see that. It's not a normal noir, and it's also a different type of Bogey. Okay. Like when you know Bogey, you know who, you know what character you're getting. Not this time. He's nice. he's different, and I really like it. A right that he is different he's a writer a hollywood writer in this film so it's it works he also showed don siegel's the lineup and private Hall 36 which i haven't seen either but i've heard go third pretty good and then he also screened my favorite noir film of all time kiss me deadly
1: okay i need to see that too
0: just gonna know kiss me deadly is one of those films you're gonna go in thinking one thing and you're gonna come out going what the hell just happened and then you're you're gonna to have to rewatch it. It's I'm one of toast. those. It's, I don't want to say anything more. It's, I have the Criterion. It's probably the first Blu ray Criterion film I ever bought. Nice. Um, it's, it's just such a good movie. It's a Mike Hammer. It's a hard boiled cop noir. And I highly recommend when you can take a look at it. I wish Criterion Channel would put it up uh, for streaming, but they never do. Boo. It upsets me because they, they really should. That's a film that more people need to see. I totally forgot about the Jerry Goldsmith score, but that's okay. That's fine. He, he's he, always he's good. Fine. I know. It's like he's never not. He's never bad. No one, no one no watches
1: a movie and go from, that's scored by Jerry Goldsmith and goes, you yeah, know, that music kind of sucks. <laughs>
0: that,
1: doesn't, yeah. that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> No, it doesn't. I mean, when he's got a, like a filmography of yeah. Poltergeist and Gremlins, Basic Instinct, The Omen, Total Recall, exactly. The Mummy. Good mummy. Not the Tom Cruise mummy, The Good Mummy. The Good Mummy.
1: The Perfect Mummy, yeah.
0: yes. I remember when I first came out and they came out to see, oh, for some reason, I like the second one better. I used to. And I'm like, I've, I've rewatched the first one so many times. I'm like, why?
1: The uh, second one's okay. Oh, on my podcast, we actually did a, a thing about that. Uh, my co host said, and I totally agree with him. The second Mummy movie did not need the Mummy. Uh, I agree. Because no one's going to see that movie for Arnold No. Nah. Sorry, Arnold Vosloo. People are going to see uh, Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser have fun. Jacob's pitch was that's how they should have done their Universal Monster reboots. The first one, they fought the Mummy. And the second one, Stacy O'Connell's go off to Transylvania. And yeah. they go against Dracula. And the third one, they go to, like, you know, Romania and uh, they're, they're fighting Dr. Frankenstein. That would have been super fun.
0: Yeah, it could have been very like Indiana Jones meets the Universal. Exactly. Box.
1: Just picture Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss on uh, sandboats down in the Everglades fighting uh gillman. Come on.
0: Be fantastic. I just, <laughs> I just want to see Ra- I want to see Rachel Vice and Brendan Fraser Fighting with Intel with Van Helsing, just fighting off Dracula and his like bride yeah. Dracula and anyone else's turn. Like, just that would be fantastic. Yeah, just fight about Dracula, it. Dracula. And, fun. Why did they try and make it the Avengers?
1: <laughs> That's a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Tom Cruise mummy! Oh, Oh, Tom Cruise Cruise mummy! If you if you want to make an Uncharted movie, just make an Uncharted movie. You don't need a mummy in it. It's fine.
0: Yeah, he should have just been. I mean, I'm kind of happy who we have for Nathan Drake right now. I mean, Tom Cruise
1: essentially played Nathan Drake
0: in that movie. He really
1: does. Same outfit and everything. (laughs)
0: Uh, That's one movie I will not revisit. Sorry. I might.
1: I might. I like. I like like having as hell Russell Crowe. I'll watch it. Why not?
0: Russell Crowe is the, uh, Dr. Jekyll yes. and Mr. Hyde.
1: Yes, who apparently is the Nick Fury in that whole universe. Uh-huh, sure.
0: Yeah, okay, we're going to make Dr. Jekyll <laughs> sure. the Nick Fury? Okay. Dr. Dr. Right. Dr.
1: Pretorius is right there, but let's go with Dr. Jekyll. That's fine.
0: We could go on. Oh, we're off track. track. <laughs> yeah, let's, not, let's not go on about the dark universe. No one wants to hear about that. It's dead. It's dead. It's gone.
1: Uh, Lee it out it now. It's good.
0: I was just about to say Lee Winnell killed it. We're good because yeah. we're getting probably going to get a more invisible man. We're getting a Corinne Kusama Dracula, which is going to be probably the best Dracula movie since Coppola. Nope. We're
1: getting a Lee Winnell, nope. uh, this man. It's going to be good. Gonna
0: yeah, we good. I'm praying. This is what I'm hoping for because Lee Winnell is good friends with James Wan. Mm-hmm. I am hoping for a James Wan creature from the Black Lagoon.
1: That'd be dope. Especially after yeah. those, those trench monsters in Aquaman. Yeah, give it to me.
0: My favorite moment in Aquaman is that trench monster scene. And I'm like, he would be perfect for the creature from the Black... Oh, that awesome scene
1: where it's like only lit by a red flare? Yep. My friend did that. My buddy, my buddy worked on Aquaman. He, he did all the, the VFX for that. Bra- bravo, I. Ed. Bravo.
0: <laughs> that whole scene had me on my edge. I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, hey, he this you. is why... This is the James 1 I want. Where am I going to get it? We're getting it with this film because it's supposed to be a um, feature feature. So. Hell yeah. Is there anything you're doing you want to plug? Because this is your time to plug.
1: Uh, right now, just my podcast. We just released really, uh, Monsters Never Die. Uh, we just released our one-year anniversary episode where uh, my co-host, Jacob DeNoble, and I went through the entire Friday the 13th series. That's lots of fun. We are now sponsored by Super Yaki. They're a fine purveyor of apparel and pins, and that's a lot of fun. Next month, for well, this month, it's November, uh, we're doing a very special Thanksgiving episode with everyone's favorite can of cranberry sauce, the blob. So that'll be lots of fun.
0: That sounds awesome. Seriously, guys, listeners, go listen to his podcast. It's fantastic. Never blasts. Uh, I am now in I'm now intrigued because you just said the, the key to my heart. You said F-13. F-13 is my favorite film <laughs> series of all time. So I, I'm going to Yeah, we it. had a lot of fun
1: doing that episode. Uh-huh.
0: Is Super Yaki the one who has the Greta Gerwig yes. shirt?
1: Yep. Uh, they, have Greta Ger- they have Greta Gerwig shirts. They have Guillermo del Toro. Lots of fun stuff over at com. Some great stuff.
0: If you're a superhero, please visit that site. And Superyaki, I'm telling you, I know you guys aren't going to listen to this, but bring the Greta Gerwood shirt back because I didn't get one. And I need nah. like, I need the shirt, I need the sweatshirt, and I need the hoodie because I love Greta yeah, They are great. I love them. And that John Carpenter shirt, I, uh-huh. I did order, and I'm very happy that I loved it. If you guys are listening on Anchor, thank you for listening. It's our home, Anchor. We love you. Thank you for sponsoring us. Keeping the lights on here at the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you so much for listening. Please follow and tell your friends and family. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review and then write something down nice for us because it really, really helps. Because more eyes and more ears means we have more awesome guests like Matt. We can bring Matt back and we just have some fun here. So I'm Evan. I love movies. You should too. I'll see you soon.